my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, the life of your family, and in the lives of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 55, number 55, and is titled, Which Become Sound Doctrine. The title is found in Titus 2.1 in the King James Bible, and I'll read it to you. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Greetings, my friend. This is Preacher John speaking to you. Coming across the airways, I guess you would say, in a podcast format from Boulder, Colorado, United States of America, planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, (laughs) somewhere just this side of heaven. We uh, are building a new church, a new missionary church here in Boulder and in the state of Colorado. We are using street ministry, street preaching, I guess you would say, and we are using only that method. If you've ever been to Boulder over the last two years, you've probably driven around and you've seen some guy standing on a street corner, not on the college, mind you, not on the college, not on the university campus, but on the street corners and most popular street corners with a big old 10-foot Jesus Christ sign, (laughs) big old gospel sign, and a guy with a smile on his face, and uh, that was probably me, Preacher John. That's how we're building our church. We have several members that are starting to formulate into an assembly, and we call our church Gospel Evangelist Church. One of the tools we use to build our church is this Sunday prayer letter. The Sunday prayer letter goes out every Sunday morning from Boulder, and I use the Sunday prayer letter as the script on this podcast show today and every day. We've been doing this podcast for uh, probably... I don't know, year and a half or two years, not sure exactly. I think I started the letters in December of 2018, the last Sunday of 2018, I, I believe. And I've been doing it every Sunday since then. Uh, I start the letter in the day of my Sabbath. I give Saturdays to the Lord. Saturday's my rest, my Sabbath unto the Lord. I don't do any ministry whatsoever outside the home. I don't pick up the phone. The phone's been off all day long. I don't go to the internet. I don't search. I, I don't do anything but stay in the Lord. I stay in the Word. I pray. I just spend time with my Savior and my future groom, or I guess you could say current groom, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So God bless you, my friend. I'm going to read the letter, and we'll just get started right here. At the top of the letter, it says, Greetings, friend. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray to you as our only Lord and Savior. There is no one or nothing else or thing or idol of any kind do we worship or pray to. Lord Jesus, you are our God in whom we serve with all our heart and soul. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the promise of the Father upon us. Holy Ghost, we fully welcome you into our life in every way. We love you, Holy Spirit of God. As David so aptly stated in Psalm 51:11, "Cast me not away from thy presence, 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Unquote. And we pray now in your name, Jesus. Amen. It seems to me that when we pray, there is something or someone or let me rephrase it this way. It seems to me that praying is one of those daily habits that is not only just a habit, but rather a lifestyle of living for and with our God and Savior. Do you see prayer as being that important? In this Sunday prayer letter, we will be discussing a simple topic from the book of Titus. It looks like we will be continuing a type of series in regards to being a servant of God and of being ordained as an elder in every city. The seed title for our letter today is Things Which Become Doctrine. This is a subject that could take an entire book to talk about, and please, let's just keep this to a simple letter. Amen. Amen. Our previous Sunday prayer letter dealt with the idea of elders. It was titled, Ordain Elders in Every City. And in this, we talked about how wonderful it would be to have a visible street pastor in every city of our state. At least this is something that I see as a need in the body of Christ, speaking from the point of view as a street preacher and minister. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, our text for our letter is taken from just one simple verse. However, the context is the scriptures of Titus chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Titus 2, 1 through 8 in the King James Version. I'll go ahead here and place all eight scriptures now, and I'll read them on the show. I have them listed in the letter. If you, don't, if you would like to receive my letter in an email format, you can simply go to Preacher John, J-O-H-N, PreacherJohn.ck.page. PreacherJohn.ck.page is an address that you can, it's a one-page website that you can read through and see who I am as an ex-trucker, as a retired trucker. Not Well, I guess you'd say I'm ex, but I'm retired, 40 years of trucking, 3 million miles, and now have become a full-time street preacher and minister and a founding pastor to Gospel Evangelist Church, and also a missionary to um, several places. <laughs> I don't want to go into all that. And so... The letter is, if you receive the letter, I start the letter series by email at the very first letter, and it goes through all the letters every week continuously. And after reading the letter that you just received, if you would like to read this week's current Sunday prayer letter, you'll see the link at the bottom of the letter that takes you to our ministry website. And on that website, you'll see the current dated Sunday prayer letter. The reason I like to do it that way is when my name or the uh, Preacher John or John Shuck comes up on your email list, it'll give you, even if you don't open it and read the letter, it'll give you a, a, a trigger to uh, pray for us, to pray for the street ministry, to pray for the missionary church that God is doing, and pray for the souls that we are touching Every day, we minister six days a week on the street. Last week, we, we did 31 hours on the street. 
And on the website, you'll also see a tally of all the hours, the souls, the tracks, the donations. Everything is completely visible to anyone and everyone in the entire world. This is how the Lord has showed me now. It used to be kept private, but here a couple years ago, the Lord said it's no longer to be private. You are to place it in an open format. And so that's what I do. Uh, And, of course, with that open format, you get lots of rebuke and lots of criticism and lots of spam and lots of uh, haters and lots of scoffers. And occasionally, it doesn't seem like as often, you seem like you get more scoffers than you get praisers, but that's the world we live in. And that's okay, because I'm used to it as a street minister. Those who never minister on the street have no clue at what I mean when I say about scoffers and mockers. They read it in the Bible. They, they see it in there, but they don't know really, truly what it means and what it feels like to have people hate on you to your face. It's, it's a foreign concept to most of the people in the body of Christ. How sad. How sad. But not to the people in Gospel Evangelist Church, because most of us all have come from the street. Not street people per se, but people who have seen me on the street with my banner and have now gathered around the banner and now in our house church and future uh, church assembly. So going back to our letter here, the text of our letter is taken from just one simple verse. However, the context of the scriptures of Titus 2, 1 through 8. And I'm going to read them through you for you here on this show Uh a uh, quick, quick sidebar here. I don't edit these shows. What you hear coming off the show right now is what is on the show. I don't cut my words off. I don't cut my sentences apart. I don't change things. I do the best I possibly can to make a one-take show. So this is the one-take show. <laughs> and what you hear is what comes out of my mouth. And I try to be open and real to everyone who listens to me and sees me and watches me to be an example that you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to be smart, you don't have to be what the world says you have to be to be a minister. What you have to be is what God tells you to do and be as a minister of the Most High God. Going back to our letter again, Titus 2.1, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Titus 2.2, That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Titus 2.3, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Titus 2.4, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Titus 2.5, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Titus 2, 6, young men likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Titus 2, 7, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. And lastly, 2.8, Titus 2.8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, 
that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. The rest of these verses from verse 8 seem to go in a different direction. They don't feel led to discuss at this time. However, they are important, very, very important. Going back to Titus 2, 1, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. As you might have figured out already, the one single word that stands out to me is speak. S-P-E-A-K, speak. And I suppose that is what stood out to you, possibly. (laughs) The first time that this word speak, S-P-E-A-K, S-P-E-A-K, speak, is used in the King James Bible is in Genesis 18, 27. It's Genesis chapter 18, verse 27. And I'll read it to you. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but ashes and dust. Let me read it one more time. I got two words flipped around backwards. <laughs> Sorry. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. There, I got it right this time. (laughs) Taking a look at this, you can see and grasp and hear that Abraham was praying unto the Lord. When we pray, we speak. Even if you are unable to speak, your spirit has the capability to speak without using your mouth. Do you know that? Oftentimes, I wonder why people don't ask me about people who are unable to speak or hear or comprehend for whatever reason. We who have all our physical capabilities take these for granted and seem to never consider others who have not the abilities. Why, yeah, why? Why is it that people only think of themselves? Could this be a question in context of our letter today? Personally, I think so. Because when we read the rest of our scriptures, it talks about others, not about ourselves. Hmm. By removing our thoughts from others and thinking about others, Let me read that again. By removing our thoughts from ourselves and thinking about others, we may gain an understanding of what it means to embrace things which become sound doctrine. At least that's the idea to start with and start from. I don't know why I'm getting my words backwards for some reason. I read the words right here. I got a script right in front of me. I got two computers running. On my right, I have the garage band running and recording the show, which I later on I post up to our our uh, our hosting service, which hosts our podcast. And then in front of me, I have the Sword Searcher Bible software program that I write my my sermons in and my messages in and my discourses in, and it creates a script format, and I read it on this computer that sits in front of me. And uh, then on, then to my left, I got this great big old microphone on my face, and then to my right, I've got my Trader Joe's green tea, and then I got my mouth. I mean, I got things going all over me, you know. <laughs> it's really, it's, uh, it's kind of like me being on the street. I've got lots of things going on at the same time. 
And maybe that's what's going on with you at this moment, too. Lots of things going on at the same time. So going back to our letter, by removing our thoughts from ourselves and thinking about others, we may gain understanding of what it means to embrace things which become sound doctrine. I'm not sure why I included this idea of people that have different situations than others do. I suppose it comes from the multitudes of people that I have conversations with while on the street, ministering and preaching with my large gospel banner. This tall sign gathers a lot of attention and brings many to me that have unique perspectives on many different topics, to say the least. As a street preacher and minister, I need to have the proper answer led by the Holy Ghost to minister to that soul. Oftentimes, the person I'm talking with doesn't understand what the Spirit is saying. However, after a little time, their spirit seems to pick up what is the truth of what is being told them, which is by the Holy Ghost. is truly amazing to watch. This also pertains to our topic, things which become sound doctrine are the words that come from our spirit which is filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is the problem. What is your spirit filled with? Going onward to where we find the first mention of speak in the New Testament is in Matthew 6-7 in the King James. And I'm going to take a little bit of a sidebar here. It is in my letter, but I have a disclaimer note. For some reason or another, I felt deeply prompted or moved by the Holy Ghost to write this very lengthy disclaimer in the letter, and I'm going to read the disclaimer on the show also. And the reason I'm going to read is probably why uh, is because of last Friday, a good Friday when I was in Denver, the first Friday of every month I'm in Denver. And this seemed to be a topic that a lot of people brought up to me, and that is the Bible version issue. So here a disclaimer note. I copy the King James Bible to the closest possible method. I don't change anything to match something else. If the King James Bible doesn't capitalize it, I don't. If the King James Bible uses a certain word, I use that word. If the King James Bible has a definition for a word, I use that definition. There are very small limitations to what I'm talking about here. For example, I will use the word public, P-U-B-L-I-C, for the word public, P-U-B-L-I-C-K. However, I'm even considering using only KJV words, King James Version words. I do not capitalize pronouns such as he or his or him that refers to God. When I refer to God, I use the correct titles for God not a man-made word. Another example would be, I don't use the word Trinity because it is not in the King James Bible. I use the correct word, Godhead, to talk about God. Yes, I do realize that there are habits that people have created for certain words. However, I am fully convinced that the King James Bible is the most accurate and only pure word of God in English international English, that is, and other languages that have their own Bibles that are translated from the King James text type is the same 
as what we use in the English translation. The King James Bible is not an American English Bible. It is a worldwide international language in English. This had to have been written here in this letter and on this show due to our topic of things which become sound doctrine. And I sincerely thank you for your patience. Amen. This is the first mention in the New Testament of the word speak. Matthew 6, 7. But when we pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they should be heard for their much speaking. Is this amazing that the word speak is also like the Old Testament as it is in reference to prayer? Wow, God truly knows how to write Holy Scripture. Maybe this is a good reason to stay in the Word of Truth and out of man's books, even this letter and this podcast. However, if something is written by man that forces you to go to the Word of God, then this is good, because all too often, they don't. Read this, and on this show, listen to this. 2 Timothy 3:15 And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus Now this is why we ought to study the holy scriptures every day of our lives Titus 2:1 But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Here is a simple list of why we should speak things which become sound doctrine. Titus 2.2, the aged men. Titus 2.3, the aged women. Titus 2.4, the young women. Titus 2.5, why teach the young men? I cross that out, but why teach the young women? Repeat that again. Titus 2.5, why teach the young women? Titus 2.6, the young men. Titus 2.7, why teach the young men? Titus 2.8, again, why teach the young men? It truly seems to me that the Lord is interested in all types of people throughout their lives, not just when they are born again. Because John... Because God so loved the world that he gave. And we know where that is, don't we? That's John 3.16. And again, I want to apologize for stumbling around these words so much. I don't know what it is. Uh, Yesterday, on Friday, I did preach for nine solid hours without any breaks whatsoever. I stood in one location for nine solid hours from 11 a.m. all the way to 8 p.m. About 8.01, 8.05. I think I went from 11.08 to 8.08. I think is what it was. Nonstop. So, and it was very, very, very busy down in downtown Denver by Union Station. And it was the first day for the Rockies baseball stadium to be open. And there were a lot of people going to the baseball game. That was the Rockies versus the L.A. Dodgers. And the only reason I know that is because of all the jerseys that went by me. It's not because I follow baseball. I follow the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Going back to our letter, when you take the time to slowly and deliberately read through these eight scriptures and then think and ponder and meditate on them, 
there may be some wisdom and some understanding that will bring the knowledge of God to you. This is another way why we may obtain the thoughts of the Lord. You can reference that in Micah 4.12. Speaking of thoughts, let's briefly look at a few scriptures that might support our text for this letter, which is called Things Which Become Sound Doctrine. Psalm 33, verse 11. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Proverbs 12, 5. Chapter 12, verse 5 in Proverbs. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 26. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. And lastly, which tends to be the most famously used, is Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And now the most famous for this era of grace that we live in, Philippians 4.8. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's pray again. Holy Ghost, once again, you have taught your people to dig deep into the word of truth and to found their foundation upon that rock, which is Christ. We are so humbly thankful for all that you show us and teach us and demonstrate to us with the power of the Lord. Help us to go out into the world and preach and minister the grace and mercy and truth of God. And we pray in our Savior's name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I sign my letter in full respect of the Word of God. And below my signature is three scriptures, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Proverbs 23, 8. The morsel which thou hast eaten shalt thou vomit up, and loose thy sweet words. Proverbs 23, 9. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Amen and amen. There you go, folks. That's my Sunday prayer letter. It was written on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021 at 5.23 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. It's written by John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, founding pastor and missionary. Thank you, folks. I hope you have a great day, and I hope to see you on the streets of Boulder or some city that I travel to in the city, state of Colorado. God bless you, my friend. I love you very much. God bless you.